0: Dirty
1: Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Chaz interview series with New York City jazz singer Nama on the new 2023 album, Where Flamingos Fly. This Israeli born artist continues to rise up the charts. On her new LP, she delivers an honest and intimate album featuring vibraphonist Steve Nelson. This is the vocalist's third release consisting of 12 tracks, six of which feature a collaboration with Nelson. She and the band transport listeners to a corner booth at a cozy, dimly lit club, flashing the chemistry she built over long-running residencies at Mesro and Smalls in the West Village. A long-time friend of Neon Jazz, it's always a joy to catch up with her to see how well things are going, and they are going very well. Enjoy.
2: I was very, very excited to see the new music. I am at at my core. Yeah, I love the vibes. So whenever the vibes get thrown in, it just brightens everything a little bit more.
0: Oh, yeah, Thank you. Yeah, I uh, agree, though. So cool.
2: So we've been in touch... The first time that we spoke, and we've talked about this before, was when the pandemic started back. And I believe it was March or April of 2020. And now we are in a very vastly different landscape. You've released a couple of albums and and you've had projects that have happened. You've dropped your last name. Lots of things have happened. So talk to me about where we're at right now prior to getting full on into this new album.
0: Yeah, so we're, like you said, I think we talked, well, we spoke once after Dearly Beloved, which was, I was, like, recovering from COVID, and we had no idea what we were talking about and what we were facing. (laughs) (laughs) Then, I guess, two years later, was it two years? Almost. Yeah, I think it was two years later, 2022, the beginning of the year was when I started releasing singles from my now-released um EP, which was uh, called, it's called If I Knew Then, so we talked about that, we kind of reflected on the pandemic, um, and I actually was self-releasing that album, so I did not know what to expect in terms of, you know, how it was going to do, and it did pretty well, I, you know, like towards the, I think it was the fifth single that I released, it got on Spotify playlist, which was awesome, and I've, like, performed with it, with this music around um the city outside of new york and then also um in europe and it's been getting great you know feedback people like it i think so it was it's been really fun um and now well not now i recorded i i'm trying to do my best to keep it rolling as long as i can you know with more music and more projects so the the last recording that i did was in, I think it was July of, yeah, July 2022, and we're now starting to release singles uh, from that release, and it's going to come out officially, like, the whole, and this one's an LP, 12 songs, it's going to come out officially in uh, July of this year as well, so for singles, though, is dropping in February. So that's where we're at now and now I'm it's, it's kinda of funny with recording because you like kinda of record something and then you realize that people aren't gonna hear it until months ahead. So it's it's weird in terms of like uh doing the music. I did it before I, I did a lot of the newer stuff before recording it. Um and then I stopped because I was focusing on a fine new them because that was being released and now I'm gonna go back to performing my new stuff, <laughs> um, you know, in preparation for like the releases. So I guess that's where we're at. Is that a good answer? <laughs>
2: yeah, it is a great answer. And I think that's the strange yeah. thing is that when you do, when artists do talk about, you know, new material, they've already moved on to the next one. But exactly, I, I, yeah. You know, but, but I think there's a part of this process that slows down a bit when you release the singles. that kind of elongates the process but um, ultimately the, the album is where flamingos fly let's talk a little bit about the title how you came up with that and how you kind of assembled the group of musicians to make the sound on this album
0: okay well i felt like the vibes voice combo is something super i mean you pretty unique and really really beautiful that because um the pandemic and the fact that it was my first album, I didn't, I felt like I didn't get enough of that from Dearly Beloved. Uh, Cause I, you know, we didn't get to really perform as much as we would have liked to. And so I was, I, I see, and you know, I love Steve Nelson. He is just such a magical human um, to work with. And as a musician, he's so great. And I was just like, we should do this again. So, initially I knew that I wanted to work with Steve again, and I actually, I didn't mention before, um, this uh, album, the Werther Lingo Fly is going to uh, be released with La Reserve. So, I had worked with, through my first release with Seller Live, but uh, this time I'm like, actually just releasing with um, La Reserve, which uh have been doing really awesome things for a lot of artists in the past few years. Um, so, that's really exciting. As well, and I had approached them and said, "Listen, I'm gonna do another project with Steve Nelson, and they're like cool <laughs> um and then I thought about how I wanted to this album to sound, and because i've I had been doing so many drumless shows um at uh, my residency that I've been doing at Mesro and just in general in New York City. Uh, with the way that gigs pay, a lot of times, um, I don't have, like, the fourth musician, um, which ends up being a drummer. So I, I've been, like, having the sound with, like, bass and piano for a while. Um, and then, um, Bruce Barson, Dave Barron are people that I work with a lot. Uh, a lot of, we've done a lot of gigs at Mezro together, and I just was, I was like, this is gonna be, the, the most, like, wonderful, comfortable, intimate sound that I I figured I could, you know, bring. And then, you know, that that way we kind of found a way to do this kind of interesting instrumentation where there's the vibes, maybe even got a bigger, uh, you know, a bigger spotlight because um, there's, like, less instruments um, than the first one. So, um, and yeah, and it ended up, forming like with the rep that I chose I felt like it brought a more vulnerable like intimate sound that I felt I hadn't brought in my previous projects. um if that makes sense (laughs) it certainly
2: does and and I think you know there's a part of what we've all lived through and there's a part of our mental uh State and 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 maybe a part of us are a little bit more vulnerable. How how do you think maybe living through this pandemic and the ways that it changed all of us as humans and the way we think and interact? How much of you? How much of that do you think seeped in to to your voice on this and the way that you approached it?
0: Oh, a lot of it did. Um, I think just well, I, I think with me because I perform a lot, everything starts from performances um and that's how I work out my material that's where I'm you know if I if I'm like oh I want to do ooh, I want to learn a new song like I would do it for whatever gig I'm doing next and so I think um the way that it worked out where there wasn't a lot of music happening for a while and then all of a sudden there was a lot of music happening I knew that, I know that I approached the stage and maybe a little bit of a different way where I am not afraid or you know was not and definitely not now not afraid to like you know we we realize life is is this thing that is very short and can end at any point and I was just like I don't care I want to if I want to cry right now or you know sing a really sad song I'm I want to do it and I think the audience who had been craving music for so long there's some kind of like a deeper level of connection. I feel like since the pandemic with, um, audiences and performance performers where, um, I don't know. I, I just feel like honesty and vulnerability is the most human thing in the world. And that's why I do it. Like if I can, if I can find this place of like, you know, connection with the audience, um, where i am exposed um i don't know i feel like that that's why i do it <laughs> that's yeah. why you know I, I i do what i do and then i just wanted to bring it into a recording scenario which is different because it's like there's no audience when you it, with you so like how do you bring that um into the studio was my and and then i and that is why like i, I chose the musicians that i chose them the instrumentation and, you know, even in the the songs that I chose as well. um, They're all very (laughs) personal, I think, personal stories that I connect to a lot.
2: So what's the Flamingo connection?
0: Um, It's a song that I, well, Where Flamingos Flies, it's just a song that I learned from a recording of Helen Merrill. uh, And it's a really, I I just loved it for so long. I, I thought it. I would had a very beautiful. I, I don't know. I, wanna, I keep saying magical, but it, it's like a very magical, like mystical kind of song. Um, Gil Evans wrote the arrangement for for it, um, and it's it's just like I, I've I've listened to it for years, and I've always been like, wow, I really should I should sing this. I should sing this, but because it's nobody sings it, um, I kept forgetting <laughs> to do it. Um, until I was like thinking about songs for this recording and I was like, oh wait, this one is going to be so beautiful with vibes instead of like, it's like a huge, it's like an orchestra um, arrangement. And I was like, what if we just like did it with the vibes and, and the piano and a little bit of bass and it would just be our intimate version of this really beautiful song. And then I just, it just came out so good that I was like, I have to call the album this way (laughs) because it's so, so nice. And I don't know, there's something about flamingos. They're like these, they're pink. (laughs) And that's a very optimistic, pretty, like, color, I feel like. Um, they're very classy animals and, you know, they're, they're beautiful, but, you know, the way that they're, they're, they seem very frail too. I don't know. So I think that, uh, image of a flamingo also felt, right with this project that's like I hope is beautiful and classy but also like frail and not you know there's no drums there to support the you know the the to give the, the the beat um yeah so I don't know maybe something about the vulnerabilities is, is I, I see it within the the flamingo as well um yeah it's part of its beauty, beauty
2: yeah yeah it's emblematic for sure so, talk to me a little bit about the rollout of this album. I know you're doing it singles. When it's, you know, when when is everything coming out? Where's the best platform to get it? And maybe live shows that are going to come up now that the new year is really fully underway.
0: Oh yes, I will tell you all of that. Uh, so, hmm. um, okay, uh, so the first song. I feel like I should pull it up though. <laughs> there's so much. <laughs> there, there's so many dates to say. So, our, my first single is going to be, um, Oh You Crazy Moon. Uh, this one is going to come out really soon. Uh, it's in February 17th, which is, um, in two weeks almost. And then the, so that's uh, Oh You Crazy Moon. That comes out February 17th. Um, the next tune, um, that drops is March 31st. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful wall um, called Waltz for Debbie. Um, this one actually has, uh, just vibes, bass, and voice on it. So I'm excited about that one. Um, sorry, The Lamp is Low, uh, will come out in May 12th. That one has a cool little twist to it, especially the video. Um, so I would watch out for that. Um, You Do Something to Me comes out June 23rd. And then the album, um, album, 12 Songs, where most Fire will come out in July 28th, um, and then we do have some shows lined up at the moment, uh, we're going to do The Django on, in March, March 20th, and Birdland in April 24th, and there's a lot of other stuff in the city uh, leading up to that, and after, as well, It should be fun. Absolutely. Um. I yeah. I mean, the rest of I, what I didn't mention is that the six tunes have are like a Dave on bass, um, Bruce on piano, and Steve on uh, vibes. And then the other six are just me and bass and voice. Uh, sorry, bass and piano. Um, so just me and the trio. That's
2: perfect. I what I've heard so far, I love it. I can't wait to get it on the show. Again, it's it's wonderful to catch up with you. We're kind of the. It, it, it's almost as though the interviews have kind of been a part of us getting through this pandemic. The beginning, middle, I know. And, you know, it's cool. So we're kind of seeing, hopefully, a lot of daylight fill in as the as the year moves on. So I, I was delighted to see this album. Um, good luck with it. Good luck with the whole unraveling of the year. Um, and and hopefully we'll catch up when there's even better times out there as, as the road winds down i so know. I, I really appreciate
0: it. yeah thank you so so much thanks for having me i really appreciate you as well i yeah we'll talk soon <laughs>
1: thanks for listening and tuning in to another neon jazz interview where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and singers in israel new york city kansas city and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz thanks to nama for her time music and energy if you want to hear more interviews visit neon jazz interviews on either apple podcast or spotify And you can always find us at youtube.com And for everything neon jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends.
0: Neon
2: Jazz.